To get a product to move off the shelf, you have to gain visibility. But how do you do that on a crowded shelf? Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail, the podcast of The Retail Doctor, and I'm Bob Fibbs, your host. In this episode, I'm talking to Yunat Vlad with Tokinomo. They're from Bucharest, Romania. A former painter and now tech guru, he took his background in CPG marketing and created an entirely new way for products to literally move off the shelf. It's an amazing solution. Now let's get to him joining me live from Bucharest. Thank you, Bob, for for having me. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, hello to your uh, listeners. Thank you. Uh, Because I can't speak uh, your first name very well, we've agreed I can call you Vlad. So um, I wanted to just go back. You uh, were a painter originally, and yet you're this tech guy and this leading... um, future edge of what retail can do. So can you just walk me through? I mean, it's not a linear journey from I'm a painter and therefore I'm going to be this specialist in tech. So uh, briefly tell us your background. Yeah, it seems uh, indeed like a pretty absurd journey. Uh, However, there is, I think, one thing that can uh, connect uh, connect the dots, you know, like uh, it's about creativity. And I think uh, at some point, you know, an artist and a tech guy can meet in this uh, kind of uh, creativity aspect. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually a professional painter. I have a, a degree in, in painting. I I start, I prepared to be an artist starting with like when I was 10 years old. And uh, but after I graduated, uh, you know, uh, I I I thought that the world of advertising was more enticing to me. It was uh, you know paying a lot more and it was uh, very practical. I had to do with the real world, with like uh, you know, uh, it was very practical, high paid jobs, uh, uh, creativity was involved. So I went for it. Initially, I thought you know. I'm going to stay here for a couple of years and then I'm going to return to painting. That never happened. And um, that, was that money kind of gets I... in the way from starving artists. It's kind of well, nice. Yeah. You know, we were talking I'm about sorry. Andy Warhol also had done it and realized like this pays the bills. Not so bad. So, yeah, I am guilty. But uh, I don't <laughs> think, you know, at the end of the day, the world missed uh, like uh, missed me as a, as a painter. I, I'm no. not sure if I would have been a Leonardo da Vinci or something. Okay. So that's that's right. Um, yeah. So basically, that was the time when uh, when I worked in advertising and I worked for a, for a big agency called Sachin Sachi, sure. and uh, that uh, was the time when I had my chance to experience with uh, CPG brands and also with uh, retailers. By we we did a lot of uh, campaigns in store, for example, to try to promote their product in store. And that was the time when uh, I realized that uh, there is a bit of a problem there because uh, we kept doing the same old campaigns, uh, the same old uh, tricks like uh, PS materials, displays, uh, you know, though everybody knows those cardboard, uh, shelf talkers, wobblers, uh, coupons, video ads, Coupon. you did it all. Right. Just throw it all at them. Someone's got to buy something, right? Right, exactly. So they had no metrics behind. Uh, it was uh, like, uh, yeah, let's let's do everything and hopefully something works. You know? 
and uh, then I got the I got the chance to work uh, directly with a retailer. And uh, for a duty, it was a duty free retailer. I was in charge of their uh, uh, private labels. I was in charge with designing the product and also um, um, to market them, basically doing the marketing campaigns. And because I had access to their shop and also to their sales data in, in real time, which is a luxury most brands actually don't have, uh, I got the chance to actually experience a lot and try different things and see what influences the sales and what influences the shopper's uh, behavior. Which um, And because, because I had this first-hand experience, I could then uh, transform this into our uh, current product. And um, yeah, I, I could tell you, you know, like how how we started. Uh, we were a couple of designers in that in that, uh, in that boutique uh, kind of uh, internal shop, and uh, we were trying to come up with the best design. You know? And uh, of course, I was trying to you know, be very like, yeah, I I'm coming up with the best design. You know, I I will totally out out outperform your 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 uh, your product, you know, your product is not, eh, it's okay, but it's not that great. So my, mine is, is, yeah, exactly. mine is going to sell a lot more than yours. But what actually happens is indeed, you know, one week my product was uh, the uh, top seller, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I proved you wrong, you know, it's, it's obvious now I'm so successful as a designer. And then uh, actually after the next, uh, you know, the next week, that uh, other product, that he did designed was was selling uh, more than uh, mine. So I was like, "Wow, what happened?" You know, like it cannot uh, have like uh, uh, you know, such such drop in sales. And uh, he must have moved happened? all your product to the back or something. He must have done something uh, yeah. to it, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the time when I you know started to go each day, each day in the, in the store, getting the sales data, uh, observing the shoppers, trying to see how they react, how. Uh, what influences their their uh, purchasing decision, and we tried like sampling campaigns, uh, in-store TV ads, uh, testing uh, uh, special, special placements, other uh, glorifiers, uh, special displays, and so forth. So basically, we kind of tried everything there is, and uh, we noticed that actually what influences uh, sales the most is one aspect that. Uh, Brands kind of don't put it so much in, in uh, you know, in front. It's like uh, the first condition for a product to be purchased is for shoppers to actually see it. You know, so it's visibility. If uh, if a guy cannot see the product, then no matter how good the packaging is, no matter the price, uh, how good the price is, he simply will miss. You will miss it completely, and uh, you will lose the chance to. Uh, make a sale. Right? Well, and I think so. Just to make sure everybody understands, he's not saying like, "Oh, your product is uh, underneath or back or something." No, what we're talking about is like, think of a duty free or a grocery store. You have a long aisle, and all these products are all there. And yes, they're visible, but they're not really visible. That's what your point is. Nothing standing out, right, Vlad? Yeah, not nothing standing out. Yes, and uh, it, uh, you know, it, it's uh, if you don't stand out, you are kind of lost in uh, in a. Uh, in, uh, and uh, between a lot of products, it's the same principle. Like you know, when you are writing a text and you are making uh, some words in bold typeface, you know, 
you want to make them bold because they, you want them to stand out. You know, if this is why we are using bold typefaces in our emails or our uh, you know documents. So it, it is exactly the same way. You know, uh, in the supermarket you have all these uh, products that are like words in an email, and if you make a certain product in a bold typeface, if you could do that, that product will stand out. Well, that's the key. I appreciate when I first met Vlad, I saw this video and it talked about uh, a little bit about that. And you saw a little video of a, a spirits bottle and it kind of moves out from a shelf and, and it talks to somebody and it actually showed a guy in a grocery store and he's going down and it, and it talks to him. I like, oh, so this is some kind of AR VR trick or something. Uh, and uh, someone's got to wear glasses or something. And then Vlad's like, no, 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 that's happening in real. And I think you said to me, it's not virtual reality. We're actually RR. We're real reality. So what does that mean for people who are just trying to figure it out? Yes, it, it was when we launched this this product, uh, everybody was talking about uh, VR, AR, you know, and uh, that was the hype then. And uh, but we thought, you know, this comes with uh, some disadvantages. You know, people have to download some app. Uh, people have to wear some weird glasses uh, and so forth. So why not make it, uh, you know, very direct and very, you know, real in uh, like, uh, you know, you make it uh, simple and effective. Uh, and I think we we actually that path is worked uh, worked uh, a lot better because if you uh, look at uh, you know today's uh, in-store marketing tools, you won't see so much. VR or or AR because they have been pilots, but uh, none of them is I think long term. It requires a lot of investment, and if you make it hard for people to experience that that uh, thing, although it might be very cool, uh, then people won't use it long term. You know, so you have to give it uh, to be very simple for the shopper to experience that that part. Well, and you've done that. So, what kind of results do you get from? Uh... It's a literal shot. It's a literal shelf talker with with the product actually moving out from the shelf and talking to you, which I, I just wish I could see it in reality myself because it is such a cool concept. Um, yeah, the, the concept that we had was actually to make the product, uh, you know, to allow the product to interact directly to the with the shopper. And to uh, you know, make it a lifelike. To you know, make the product be like an actual person, and uh, you know, talk and interact and move uh, like a, like a character, like like a person would. So that was the concept behind. And uh, we have uh, great, amazing results. Really, I mean, at first we didn't even know what we had um, because we didn't know what the benchmark in the, in the industry. And and when uh, we uh, so on average, we have a 200% net increase in sales, uh, and without any price cuts. Actually, we don't recommend to have any price cuts in our campaign because uh, by simply creating this uh, positive interaction with the product, people will buy the product. You know, it's more important for them than the the uh, you know uh, one cent they get uh, or a 10% discount or something that doesn't really. Uh, you know, brings them an emotional joy. It's, so how uh, do you decide what to tell a customer? That's got to be 
that's got to be your creativity. It's not just a matter of physically this product moves out and tilts towards me. It's got to get my attention and, and have a certain personality behind it, right? Is that where you come in or do you hire someone else to be uh, yeah, copywriter? That is, that, that is the, it's not ourselves anymore. We did this, uh, you know, in, uh, when we did the first pilot and we tried the prototypes, but uh, it's uh, also a collaboration between ourselves and the brand. So basically we have uh, a new a new media. Think of it like, you know, you have TV, you have online and you have Tokinomo. It's a specially designed media for the in-store. So the content and the way you, you design the content is uh, it's a new way. So you cannot just, uh, you know, uh, put a radio ad there or a, or a TV ad. You, you cannot just cut the audio and put it there. It's uh, You have to think it, of it as uh, like a new way of, uh, of uh, advertising, uh, you know, product. It's kind of like creating a character for them. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's a and personality people, of the brand on a shelf. Yeah, exactly. You you give the the voice and the personality to the to the product and to the to the brand, and you have to be con- very conversational. You have to be to engage the the shopper. It's uh, it's a lot different than uh, seeing a TV ad, which is very passive. You know, you just uh, look at the TV ad and you enjoy it or not, and that uh, TV ad communicates something. You know, like uh, I'm, uh, you should buy me or something like that. Uh, in our case, uh, you should uh, create that interaction. It should be conversational, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm here. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, why won't you buy me? Because, you know, I'm uh, so I'm uh, cool and I'm, uh, you know, I have these qualities, amazing qualities and uh, take me home with you. Why won't you? You know, something like that. Or it could be very funny, depending also on the brand of the person of the mm-hmm. of, of the personality of the brand, you know, the tone of voice, because it's one thing to have it for uh you know, for uh, Old Spice or for uh, Whiskas, and it's a completely other thing to have it for uh, Dove or uh, you know, some other some other brands that have other tone of voice. You know, so uh, not all all uh, all brands uh, must do something funny, but of course, being funny, being entertaining works totally works. And do men or women respond better to this, or is it pretty much equal? Um. I would say it's pretty much equal. I would say, of course, the kids love it. I mean, people are actually dragging their parents to buy those products, even beer. <laughs> so we, we did a com- <laughs> com- campaign. We did, we, we did a campaign for a for a famous uh, butler, you know. And uh, there was this uh, little girl that was dragging, literally dragging her mom. Mom, you should see this magic uh, bottle. It's, uh, you know, all lit up. It's like magic and it's moving and it's talking to me. You should buy it. Come on, buy it, mommy. And the mom, the mom didn't believe it. And it's like, uh, come on, how, how can a bottle talk and, uh, you know, move? Yeah, you are crazy. You must inventing this up, you know. And she actually dragged her mom to the store and she actually bought that bottle, you know, even though, you know, she was a woman, probably to, she had a husband back home who could drink the beer but anyway uh you know it was uh and we have a lot of uh, funny stories uh, we can uh, actually you could see some of the reaction on on our website this season is sponsored by springboard retail pos you know one of the biggest challenges i hear from listeners and whether they're selling from a store from trunk shows pop-ups or just online is that they want great, easy-to-use data. On top of that, they want customizable reporting. Well, that's where Springboard Retail comes in. 
Their best-in-class reporting helps you run a best-in-class retail operation, higher sales, higher margins, and faster sell-through. Springboard Retail's customer success team will help you get all of your historical data into Springboard and get you up and running in a flash with a one-on-one personalized onboarding experience that's run by actual humans. And now it's even easier for you listeners to supercharge your business with Springboard Retail POS. Just visit springboardretail.com forward slash retail doc and you'll receive 20% off your first year. Now back to the show. For those of you uh, who are listening to it on Apple Podcasts and that, uh, there'll be a link that you can actually go and we'll put several of these on so you can see how how it works in real time because um, it's pretty super amazing. Um, now, is it pretty much just for CPG? Is it pretty much just in you know bottles and those kind of things? Uh, do you see where this is going in the future or... It's not uh, certainly is not only for bottles. You know, those are just a few examples. It works with uh, virtually any product that you could find in a supermarket, in a grocery store, and uh, also um, other stores that are multi-branded stores. So not uh, probably in in uh, stores that have that is uh, only one brand. Then it doesn't make so much sense because what we do, we actually put a product and uh, make it a star among other products that are usually competitors no the so silent we, products we, they don't get to have a character they're yeah, just standing exactly. there buy me buy me because right. you've got so, a discount whereas you guys actually have a, a personality who's talking to people so it needs someone to compare it to almost right yeah exactly and uh, when you you could use it you know in a for example if you have a shoe store like imagine a nike shoe store you could have one one shoe talking to you, you know, but it's not because all the store is Nike, then it will compete basically with other Nike products. While in our case, uh, it will certainly make a difference in the, not only for the advertised product, but also for the whole uh, brand range. For example, we know, we've we noticed a lot that it's not only the, the advertised product that uh, has their sales uh, increased, it's also, for example, if you have, uh, I don't know, Heineken, uh, uh, can you also have a lifting in Heineken six pack, you know, something like that, or uh, other? Uh, if you would have Heineken with lemon flavor, I'm not sure if you do, but let's say that it will also lift the sales to that particular SKU, even though it's not the, the advertised one. So then, uh, I would expect brands must just love you. They must be clamoring to get your business, or do they just Actually, not know about you yet? I don't know how new you are. Uh, well, we are pretty new. So we started to sell internationally only last year. So we, we are now, uh, every brand who is trying us is, is loving us, you know, but usually it's very hard to, uh, to make them believe that we are actually bringing these, uh, results because when actually we have to lie a little bit, but on the downside or on the, so we cannot actually tell them the best results that we had because nobody would believe us. If I tell you now a story, you won't believe it. So I, I will tell you a story, okay? You have to tell me a story. What, Vlad? Come yeah, okay. on. You are not a brand, so you you know it's okay. So um, we have we had this. Uh, we tried to work with a certain brand. It, it was a German dairy brand. Okay. And um, we told them, you know, we can increase the sales without actually making any price reduction. And they didn't uh, really believe us, and so on. How how much can you? Well, we can increase your sales by 200% without any price cut. Come on, that's not possible. You are basically, I don't know, inventing stuff. 
So we said, okay, let's do a pilot in only two stores and not only uh, not decrease the price, let's increase the price. Let's do a, this test, you know. And uh, they kind of, they agreed surprisingly. And they uh, increased the price by 11% to match their uh, main competitor, which had a larger package. So they brought the, brought the price to the same level. Uh, but it was, this was like a smaller, uh, smaller uh, package. It was a mozzarella cheese. And uh, the results were like crazy. I mean, imagine increasing the price by 11%. And yeah, most have screamed at that, right? Yep. And the sales went up with 950%. So did they Next. give you a crown? Did they say that <laughs> we're going to give you all of our business going forward? Or do they think that was a actually, fluke or that was a no, actually error? No, they, they, uh, we did it in two stores. We, then we, we did another, uh, let's say, more extensive pilot in 15 stores. And now we are the main, uh, their main in-store um, solution for uh, this year and hopefully wow. for the next year as well. Wow. Congratulations, not only, that's not easy. Yes, yes, and also there we are expanding in other countries as well with, with them on board. So it's, uh, yeah, actually at one point, uh, another funny story. So that brand then uh, began to pitch this, our solution to other, uh, to the same brand in other countries, you know, like Germany, Poland, and so forth, throughout Europe. And at some point, uh, that guy told me that, uh, you know, the, the guy from Germany told, told him like, uh, but I don't really understand. Do you actually own this solution? Is it like yours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he, he was pitching so enthusiastically that this guy thought, you know, he was trying to like, you know, pushing it too much. Well, what I love about your story, and you've been grateful, gracious with your time, um, Vlad, is that you saw the opportunity. You're a creative guy. You've seen what everybody else has done. It's not working. Even when you come up with your own design, you think, oh, it must be me. And then a week later, like, holy crap, it's not me. And then realizing, okay, so visibility, how do we get more visible? And then you take that creativity and say, okay, we'll make the product a superstar. And then you take it to the next level and say, well, once we've done that, now we can leave all that garbage that we would have used uh, in the 50s and 60s. Oh, price and promotion. We've got to be on an end cap. We've got to have a coupon. We've got to have a, a radio, whatever it's got to be. And you say, that's not it. We can actually raise the profile of the brand and claw back margin to reward not only the retailer, but to reward uh, the CPG manufacturer. And then more importantly to say, and customers value that, which is a whole new way of thinking. So, I mean, you're speaking my language and then to be able to point to them with results and have them so enthusiastic with you as a vendor that they are pitching you too well that people think, well, you must be incenting them or something. You're like, no, it's it really is Allah in the cave, like you said, right? Like, wow, look what else we could do with this. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, I think it's an ideal win-win situation for everybody. So you have uh, uh, usually a very complicated uh, environment where you have the retailer, you have the the supplier, the, the brands, and you ha also have the shopper, right? And it's very hard to make them all happy in the same time. But I think we, we, we do that uh, very successfully. We bring value to the retailer. We bring value to the to the 
to the brands, and we also bring value to the shopper. And you can, could see this by uh, look at, the, at our videos and see how they are smiling. And by, I, I will send you some links, okay. and you will see that those, by the way, are not actors. They are real people in, the, in real stores. And but they look like actors, you know. They look like we were paying them to to have this kind of reaction. And uh, we we bring value to the brands because we clearly make a difference in their uh, you know uh, uplift in sales and by creating this brand engagement. We also bring value to the retailer and uh, and the brand by lifting uh, the sales and by not having to reduce the margin and not entering into this uh, price battle that uh, currently. Uh, you know, affects uh, both brands and retailers, and I think we proved that we, you can do it. Uh, you can do it do it in a different way, in a better yeah. way. Well, I really appreciate because I think when I grew up, and I'm much younger than you, but uh, in the '60s when there were three television channels in the U.S., and they knew that characters sold things, right? So they had Starfish Tuna, so there's a little cartoon guy, and then there was Pop and Fresh. He's the little guy, and for TV, that kind of gave it a personality. But once you get in the aisle. You're still just a can of tuna fish. You're still just, you know, ready-made things. So for you to be able to stand out, I I just think it's an amazing product. And I, if I had anything to do with CPG brands, I would be saying, how how many of these can we get in here, and how how high is up? So how can they find out more about you? I think we'll have your website, but um, any other places they could find out? I mean, are you in the U.S. yet? Uh, yes, we're trying now to have uh, have a few pilots, and we have an actual distributor in the U.S. Uh, everything, unfortunately, was a little bit delayed by this crisis. Yeah. But yes, we are getting in the U.S., and uh, it's, it's going to be available pretty soon. Great. Well, I imagine you don't need it for toilet paper right now, but uh, I can see when grocery stores move back to normalcy and when the supply chains are refilled, they are going to look for a solution like yours. And I'm already sold and I was smiling watching your videos, my friends. So I appreciate your time today, Vlad. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Bob. And uh, looking forward to speak with you again and uh, hi to your best of health to your listeners. Thanks again to my guest, Why Not Vlad? I know Vlad and his team found a unique way to position merchandise and get that kind of lift should inspire anybody working in physical retail that tech can help not eliminate your retail setting. I hope you'll join me next week when Porik McGrew with Night Watch Games joins me. Their store was the Game Manufacturer Association's Store of the Year last year. That's right. I'm looking forward to find out their secrets and what it's like to reopen their San Antonio gaming store. I'm Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Thanks again for listening. Tell me something good about retail is the podcast of the Retail Doctor. Visit RetailDoc.com to learn what makes Bob Fibbs the authority on brick and mortar retail across the world, who works with some of the biggest brands all the way down to the smallest mom and pops. As a listener of the Tell Me Something Good About Retail podcast, you can receive free information and guides when you visit RetailDOC.com and sign up for our exclusive weekly newsletter. For more information, to access the complete archives of past retail goodness, and to see about Bob speaking to your audience, please visit RetailDoc.com.